And welcome to another Living in the Past for another week. Uh, it is March. Ice month. 1993. Uh, um, that's what we're going to talk about today. That is Ben, my co-host. Hello. And I'm Paul. Uh, yeah, this one's a pretty good one. I say that like the start of most episodes. Uh, uh, i got to say, I'm not that excited about, <laughs> about March. It's March the new February. Yeah, kind of like January and February started out really strongly. Yeah, obviously, and uh, I feel like we tailed off a little bit here. Oh, we'll see where it goes. So, uh, not good. Tune out. Come back next <laughs> week. <laughs> uh, Bye, but, everybody. Before we get into uh, the nuts and bolts, uh, that is the nineties. We're going to talk about what we've been uh, listening to, watching, uh, and it's called "Living in the Now." Benjamin, sadness. What? You've been watching sadness. Um. Well, no, we've been watching. I haven't quite finished our Big Mouth yet, but I've, into the new uh, Big Mouth. I, yeah, I know. two series behind now. Uh, I it, don't know. I mean, I, to be honest, I don't know if it really gets better than the first season, I like, but it's, it's still what, worth watching. Is that Shane, Shane Lizard? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, he's not in it enough. I think season two, he's in it a fair bit. Okay, cool. All and right. then now he's not, I don't know. Yeah. I can't keep track of what even season we're up to. Um, but yeah, that's still pretty good. Um, but the sadness is BuzzFeed Unsolved coming to an end. I know, I know. It's like by the time that <sighs> they hear this, they will, the last episode, they're going back to the Sally house the, where they all, yeah. it all began. I think something's coming on Watcher. It has to. Yeah. How could they not? Like, obviously they can't do the same format, I'm sure, but something, something ghosty. It's too good. So if you never checked out BuzzFeed Unsolved, please check it out on YouTube. Um... It was like, it was my first foray into YouTube watching, basically. Like um, I think that whole thing just passed me by. I feel like you haven't really got on board it though either. Still, oh no, I have. Like I've, I've watched. I mean, oh, apart from that, yeah. Well, um, no, you I watched watching, Bun, but that's about it. I've started watching a few food shows too, like the Burger Show, and it's from the First We Feast Network. Um, the Hot Ones. Stuff what about like that. Disgranted? Yeah, I've watched a few of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, like it's like it's a, like a lot of the food stuff like I've I've, I've been getting into, um, especially now because like there is heaps more plant based stuff that they're doing, which is yeah. kind of just not that like it's just interesting to see what people can do in that realm. And like I'm like oh maybe I can do that. Um, Probably. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas around here, and me and my wife. I see a tree. Uh, starting to like I, I'm thinking of doing trying to do a, a bit of a. Um, the 25 days or 24 days of Christmas movies. So in oh, December. So, no. but we still, we finished it. We started it all off because we watched one of the Hallmark movies on, um, on Stan. Nice. Uh, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Oh man. Who's, and, in, it? Who's in it? Uh, I can tell you what they've been in. <laughs> there was a guy that oh. was in Resident Evil and there was a girl that's in Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> oh, I don't know their names. They look amazing, though, for their <laughs> um, And it's all about how... The makeup just, budget on those films is very big. It's just about this town where both mayors... I, I, I think all they do is um, it's a big competition um, about who can do the best Christmas decoration display. Cool. And they're at loggerheads and they used to date and now they're starting to... Oh, it's it's okay. love in the air as, oh. much, as much as Christmas. Okay. Um. Mal was not into it, and then when I basically said I'm not going to change the channel, 
she was into it <laughs> and she watched it till the end <laughs> did she enjoy it at any point i think she did okay. i think part of me wants it wants it to, to happen um but I yeah quite I've, often I'm, with those like midday tv movies like you do get suckered in oh eventually. man like i was i i kind of wanted to know how it, i kind of knew it was gonna how it was gonna end but i, I need to know um so i've made my list checked it twice um Gosh. and <laughs> is there 24 good christmas films 24 christmas movies okay that's my concern of the the quality of Christmas film. I know there's a lot. All Christmas adjacent. I feel like you've cheated a little bit there. Nah, because the Die Hard's on there. There is hundreds of Christmas films. Yeah, you should like... not need adjacent. Well, oh, maybe a Christmas Christmas Jason. Oh, <laughs> the Christmas. Do you remember? <laughs> this has destroyed my brain for years now. When we were kids. Mm. Every Christmas, they would play this Australian Santa film where they're like out in the desert. I had no idea what was happening, but there was a Santa. It was boring. There was a desert. Animated? No. Live action, weird, boring Australian Christmas film. I don't know. I think that's what they just showed Thanks a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I remember like, um, no, I don't remember. The only Australian Christmas movie I really can think of is Crackers. Crackers? It's got me blown, I think. I don't know. Uh, Cracker Jack? No, there's one called Crackers too. Okay. Just Crackers. <laughs> crackers. Crackers. Um, I watched Red Notice as well. Um, oh, with, how was the, that? With the beautiful people in it. <laughs> um, it's like, if you want to just while away two hours and look at like a pretty decent heist film, it's fine. Okay. Um, it got too much crap thrown at it. It's like, I don't know what people thought. It's not going to be high art. It's The Rock, Ryan Reynolds and um, Gal Gadot. Who is high art? Um, I mean, Ryan Reynolds is starting to like get a little bit testing my patience, <laughs> but some of his jokes only are starting fun. to. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've got a soft spot for him. Oh. Um, uh, so this week I've been mostly listening to uh, a, a band called a Bachelor. Um, they there's two bands that they come from. Um, one's a band called Pale Hound, which are kind of like breeders type sort of thing. This is it's okay. like the, the same the same sort of sound sort of carries over. And then um, another singer from um, JSON. Um, but yeah, kind of that sort of um, that same vein. But uh, that's it's really good. I've just um, I've so yeah, never heard of them. If you're looking for something to to try out this week, are I they recommend... local? Are they local? Are they local? Uh, no, they're from America. So okay. I think um, I think maybe Portland, but I could be talking about us. Let's go with Portland. It's a good okay. place to be from. Um, and my uh, my pod recommendation has to be uh, Disaster Girls. It's a um, podcast about disaster movies. Uh, it's quite yes. good. Yeah. yeah, they do, and they also um, foray into a bit of animal um, animal disaster horror, like they did Crawl. The yeah, gross. Crawl's awesome. I watched it twice now. Mm. I like gross. it. Um, so yeah, uh, Disaster Girls and Bachelor are my two big recommendations for this week. And I have none. That's cool. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's super. <laughs> uh, my boys are, uh, st- like, they just watched Who Shot Mr. Burns. So like, this is, it's like, this is the best. Them watching that, that era of Simpsons. And then like around the house, they're just like, you can like, they're already starting to quota and not like for the benefit of me, like they're doing it. Like, yeah. I'm curious to see how it goes from here. Aside from principal and the pauper, <laughs> I feel like after who shot Mr. Burns, there's like a very slight decline from there. On. But then season eight comes back up again. And then 
Because season eight is amazing. Uh, in moments. Season eight is all amazing. I don't know if you ever reach season four and five again. Oh, no. Season four, five, six. Let's put that on there. Anyway, that's a debate for another episode, but we're going to sure get is. back into the 90s, and uh, this is the events. All right, let's do, let's, let's flip, flip it on its head and we'll do uh, the quiz first because we've got some big news to get into. No sad news this time? Yeah. <laughs> um, so Australia had an election. Who won? White privilege. <laughs> Correct. Uh, uh, I'm guessing it was Keaton. Mm-hmm. Yes. Keaton? Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael <laughs> Keaton. <laughs> yes, he was re-elected. Paul, Paul Keating. Keating. Paul Keating was re-elected, yes. Did he come out recently as well and get in the news somehow? Uh, probably. I feel like I saw something somewhere like he had his mouth shut for 20 years and he came out and said, this is wrong. And everyone went, ooh, who are mm, you? I don't know. I. A lot of people have come out lately like because it's elections next year, so you get all like, they, they blow the dust off of people of Prime Minister's past. <laughs> Now, this could be stepping on your toes, being a sports guy, but I could not... Uh, so, there was a <sighs> famous brawl in the NBA between oh. two, two teams. Uh, what two teams were involved in the brawl? I had no idea about this before, mm-hmm. obviously. I was a child. I did look it up, though, and I thought, nah, fuck basketball news this month. Well, I've got you that. covered. Oh, I saw the names. I saw them there. I was like, I don't care about them. <laughs> Is it the Nuggets? No. Portland? No. Spurs? No. Nets? No. Can I list just all of them until I get it? Phoenix and the Knicks. Ah, oh, close. I had some of the letters. So, would you like me to set the scene for you? Um, yeah, I guess so. So, Phoenix were going pretty good. They got Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. Um, going good in the game or in the season? In the season, like right. they were actually um, doing really well. Um, the Knicks uh, were—they uh, weren't. <laughs> from what I could tell from a couple of uh, articles I read, you know how um, they were kind of like the German soccer team of the NBA. Like you know how everyone says like Germany's great, but they're not fun to watch. Their de- oh, def- yeah. defenses of all fun. Like so, yeah. the Knicks were defense. They were number one defense in the entire league at, at that time. Um, they had uh, Patrick Ewing, Charles Oakley. Uh, Anthony Mason, Greg Anthony, remember that name, Okey-doke. and Doc Rivers and John Starks. Remember John Starks? Remember Doc Rivers? He used to play, apparently. <laughs> well, Doc Rivers kind of started the whole shit. <laughs> he got fouled um, and uh, had a bit of a, a spitty and then um, uh, got into a, a fight with um, another a Phoenix player. Back and forth, back and forth. Uh, the coach from... Nick's comes over too, gets involved. Ooh. So that sort of fizzled out and they keep going. Uh, then, uh, so Greg Anthony wasn't, wasn't even playing. He was actually uh, injured. He was on the bench. That in, is not a basketball name. In, he was in, in, in the bench um, in Civvies. Uh, <laughs> he's just like, he's just playing normal, normal clothes. I'll put the... because yeah, he's not a basketball player because his name's Greg Anthony. I was putting, I'll, put, I'll put the video up on there. Um, so the player that was, uh, involved in the Doc Rivers thing comes over and they had a, had a go at each other. And then, uh, Anthony punched him in the face. Ooh. Uh, 
then the brawl really started. Um, the coach, Pat Riley, comes over. He gets involved, wakes up. <laughs> he, he, there's like a whole big bunch of massive uh, people. And then yeah. he gets up and his pants are ripped. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> um, and then like it, it, it kind of fizzled out. So like um, he, like he, all the players involved in the, ball, in the brawl got ejected. Um, even Greg Anthony, who wasn't actually even playing. Um, and then the Suns won. Like, pretty... Oh, they finished the game. Oh, they, well, this was in the first half. Surely they just call it off. Nah. Fuck that. Weird. Barkley was like, nowhere near it. He's like, ah, I'm not going to get in trouble for this. <laughs> I'm here to play basketball. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, what movie won Best Picture and Best Director at the Oscars? I have no idea. He didn't even give me any options. It was... Well, we talked about it last year. Matt was Matt was quite the fan of it. Oh, really? That really helps. Matt, who turned out to watch like 15 of the top 20 last year. This is the one that I admonished him the most for. <laughs> the most. <laughs> <laughs> we had a big thing about how... Why, why do so many people like this dude? Oh, Home Alone? No. Matthew McConaughey? Clint Eastwood? Yes. Unforgiven? Yes. Ugh. Yep. So he... That movie was drier than the set it was based on. <laughs> oh, zing. Thank you. Uh, is that... Is that just from the noggin? Yeah. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Hosted by Billy Crystal. Nice. Classic. Hello. Uh, it's been a while. Um, oh, we can't, we can't do that anymore. We can't because he is while. a piece of shit. Oh. He is uh, the lead singer of Stained. Has... Oh, I know. Yeah, stained I, I, his reputation. He stained his reputation for hardcore. Uh, Al Pacino and Emma Thompson won as well for those movies we didn't watch last year. Uh, uh, Gene Hackman, uh, best supporting. Marissa Tomei. That was a big one where she won for My Cousin Vinny and everyone was like, whoa. Yeah, I watched the video for that last year. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But she, she, oh, she deserves it. She does. Uh, Janet Reno was made the first female attorney general of the United States. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Intel, and, and Intel, cool. Intel introduces the Pentium processor, which is Ooh, that's exciting. Well, it's it will be no. <laughs> um, so into the not so is that, is that call out for your dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what what are you up to, March ninety three? Papa's got you got you covered. <laughs> Haven't listened to any of them yet, but I'll uh, I'll be checking in there. <laughs> uh, so Brandon Lee dies on the set of the crow. Um, <sighs> But due to a um, oh topical uh, a yeah a uh, malfunction with a gun on set, um, kind of weird that a major star died in 1993, and yet here we are, <laughs> happened again. Yeah, um, those I like, damn prop guns with their real bullets. And then like there was the, there was the the Lee curse that they sort of talked about because um, like if you look into those Hollywood curses of families and stuff like Bruce Lee, like there's there's a few people who say, say it wasn't an accident, but like I don't know. I was very into Bruce Lee when I was younger, mm-hmm. and I was all about conspiracies and curses and such. But I, I'm not like a crazy conspiracist. No, I do like them. <laughs> I don't feel like there's much to the Bruce Lee one. It's not like. Same with the Superman curse. There's a bit there, but I don't yeah. think there's enough that it's a real thing. Yeah. Well, um, also that happened in uh, March 1993 was the Great Blizzard or Storm of the Century. So 
This covered the eastern United States, Canada, Mexico, Cuba, Bahamas, and Bermuda. Ooh. 318 people died. Wow. $2 billion damage. Not bad. Um, 10 million power outages. Shit. So, yeah, so... And imagine... Remember when Texas had that um, cold little front come through and it was snowed or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They never had heating? Yeah. Imagine Hawaiian Bahamas. Just, yeah, it would... Um, it basically... They're not uh, ready for a blizzard. It went on for like the tornado um, portion. It was like there was, there was all sorts of things. Like this, everything that could happen in a storm happened in a storm. Um, so the tornado went for for over two hours, and um, it was uh, it went over like three days, basically, like the, the, until it was actually passed. Second costliest winter storm on record. Uh, so let's go on to uh, something that we touched on a little bit last episode, and that is the Waco siege. Oh. Now, did you, what do you know about the Waco siege? I know that it's a town in Texas where Chip and Joanna Gaines do their TV show. Okay, that's, that's very specific. <laughs> so, are you not ready to see your fixer-upper? So, let's talk about Waco. Uh, there, is, there was a fellow down there by the name of David Koresh. He joined a religious sect called the Branch Davidians. Now, the Branch Davidians were a religious sect that believed that the end of the world was coming. Didn't know really when it was coming, but basically lived it's in this... It's definitely coming, though. But de- definitely... Li- well, they lived on this this property, um, sort of made up um, of, like, uh, just sort of abandoned buildings and farmhouses and stuff like that. Had, like, a sort of small community down there. <clears throat> now, cult. when They had well, a cult. Yeah, well, a lot of people called it a cult. Yeah. So, mid-'80s, David Koresh comes along. Uh, he's a comes from a bit of a bit of a rough childhood and home. Uh, claims at one point that he was struck with the light of the Lord and Ooh. told to do um, a great many things. He went to Israel and had another sort of um, awakening over there. Came <clears throat> came back and said, "I'm and look, I'm paraphrasing this whole thing, so you know, forgive me." Basically came back to the Branch Davidians and said, I am now running the show. And they said, uh, okay. <laughs> um, now, he's a very charismatic guy. Um, he's a guitarist. He plays like, um, if you look at like any sort of footage from him, he's got like, um, he used to play, play. it's like rock country. Like, not even country. It was actually kind of like bluesy sort of rock stuff. Like all the girls loved him. Um, and Sounds started like a swell guy. Many other... People, so people from all over the world started to come to join the Branch Davidians because of David Crash. Uh, I was watching a doco that was on Discovery and um, quite a few families from Australia, um, England. How the fuck do they hear about this? Yeah, word of mouth. Start the internet, I don't know. <laughs> um, phone calls, I don't know. Like if, if, like if, if you're a sect of people who believe that you've you got to get the word out no matter how. Hmm. so that's sort of all going okay then uh there is word that he has weapons on the uh property uh it is america the the, um the the neighbors of the property have reported hearing uh, machine gun fire so the atf gets involved so um alcohol um tobacco and and firearms uh they they um, then start to plan a raid 
on the branch to be in complex. So right um, now, like they've actually got um, David Koresh actually got the um, the followers to build this huge big complex now. It doesn't look as like they're not old shitty farmhouses anymore. They've got this big building. Um, the local newspaper they didn't know that the the ACF was paying this raid. So on February twenty seventh, they published an article called "The Sinful Messiah." It's all about David Koresh. And basically they're saying that he's physically abused children in the compound. He's committed statutory rape. Yeah. Um, he's taken many, many wives. Um, yeah. He says that apparently he's, he's, he's entitled to at least 140 wives. Some of the brides, 12 to 13 years old. That's what they reported in the paper. 140? That's what he thought he's entitled to. So they, they they basically sent people in their like, in their undercover. They talked talked to ex branch Dravidians, lots of stuff. Um, that's that's too this much. is all like this is also also hearsay because like there's other there's a bunch of people who said that that wasn't the case. Okay. So, um, because of that, uh, the ATF go let's they were going to do it on March first, but like let's bring it back a day. And then we'll put it on. Do, we'll, we'll do the raid on March on, on February twenty eighth. Now they did have machine guns there. Oh, <laughs> turns out, um, and they uh, um, a TV cameraman just before the ATF's uh, raid didn't realize that a man he was talking to was a branch Davidian. Oh, said, "Hey, the ATF's about to raid him." This guy went and told him, so they were kind of ready. Four agents died. Um, 17 agents are wounded six of the Davidians are dead um, and Koresh actually got wounded as long as, as well as several other followers there's a footage of Koresh looking at his um, he's got a gunshot yeah. a gun wounded inside and it, he says it looks like a, you know that stigmata thing oh yeah yeah um, <clears throat> so it's they, they, they try and get a, um, a ceasefire happening and Koresh says, I'll only do it if you let me have like airtime on the local TV network. So they let him do it. Um, they stopped doing that after a while. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, it's back and forth. Now this goes on and we, we, we basically won't cover it in April because like it's, it, we might as well just cover it all now because it actually ends in April. But It went on for a month? It went on for like a while. So oh. um, Why didn't they shoot Koresh has a 57, uh, 57 minute recorded message. That he uh, sends to the um, to be uh, played on air. Um, basically, they say we're not gonna we're not gonna do any of your demands unless you send a kid out. So they basically send children out in in order to get like his demands met. So yep. um, uh, classic so, hostage situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so after all that, they're thinking. Um, that he says there's no, no there's no other children left in the compound except for my biological children. Which is quite a lot. <laughs> um, so they do a lot of more negotiations. Uh, Koresh is basically becoming more and more um, upset. They're asking for more and more um, provisions to be sent in because basically they got nothing. They got no. Like, they cut power to them like um, very early on in the siege. Uh, so they start doing, and then this is what it's not funny, but like you know, in The Simpsons where <laughs> Skinner and Krabappel are in the thing. And they start shining lights on them, and oh, and also yeah. like in um, Die Hard, they start shining like they basically all the things you see in movies about sieges, they basically do like they sh- they keep shining lights on them, like they they'd they, seen movies, then you yeah, have to do cut a siege. cut power to the yeah the FBI knows what to do. 
there's more and more um, uh, revelations that there was actual sexual sexual abuse of children going on in the in the, um, in the compound. Yeah. So more and more, uh, they're, um, they're they're wanting to basically just raid it, but they're very aware that if they just raid the, they could, you know, obviously kill the people. They could be absolutely yep. shit. They can decide. So, um, I'm guessing at this point. Uh, a lot of his followers that are left in there maybe aren't his followers anymore. Yeah, like they like well they they're kind of divided because even some of these survivors that I saw on the doco they kind of they didn't they didn't have any love for him, but they had a love for the life of being a branch Davidian. Yep. Which is fine because like they gave up their life to do that. So um so basically it gets into April and he starts saying that like oh there's going to be a there's going to be a and I remember this being on the news all the time. Like it's, it was like constantly every day, what's happening. Koresh starts come becoming even more sort of like apocalyptic. He says like the end is coming, like you know, um, floods, earthquakes, lots of stuff. The four horsemen are coming. Blah 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 blah. Um, Janet Reno, newly, yeah. <laughs> newly. We discussed her. <laughs> yeah, we discussed her just before. Um, she's saying like I don't want this to go forward like i don't want you to raid him because like it's gonna turn out bad and the fbi is going but we want to really badly <laughs> and um we're uh, bored of this standoff she says that like the, the 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 actual quote is the risks of tragedy are there if the fbi waits indefinitely mr koresh koresh will eventually will concede um so then they said like all right but what about if we just throw some tear gas in and she's like mm, okay Compromise. Yeah, you know. Knowing who's inside the building, it's incredibly hard to watch because, like, they know who's in the building. Yeah. And they're still doing it. And I understand that they're trying to, like, they think that, like, they're doing the right thing because they're, they're saving them, but, like... Yeah. For the greater good. Yeah, yeah. The chief negotiator of this whole thing is to saying, look, I don't think this is going to work. I think they're pretty much... if Like, if it's, it's nearly been, like, 50 days. If they're not out by now, then what are we going to do? So, on um, April 19th, uh, they 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 begin um, ramming the building, spraying tear gas at them. Uh, and the they start basically um the people inside, and also they say that um uh some of the FBI FBI and ATF are starting to set stuff on fire. Oof. So the entire thing's just like up in flames. Um, <clears throat> there's three flyers by midday. Uh, um, there's fires coming from inside, and then. It, the entire thing just lays to waste. In the end, 70 Davidians die, including at least 17 children. Um, Koresh is, uh, dies by a close-range gunshot, so they think that he either like, committed suicide or got someone else to commit, like, shooting for him. Yep. Nine adults survive, um, um, and, like, yeah, you can... Like, there's there's interviews with them that you can find online sort of thing. So, yeah, it's, it's quite an ordeal. So, uh, at the end of it... And then, like, this is, like... This was the ma- the first major thing that Clinton had to sort of deal with, and like everyone said that you did this completely wrong. But I will say, in his defense, in Janarino's defense, the FBI and the ATF were like so they had such a hard on for like just going in there and just like fucking torture. And what me. else are you gonna do though? I mean, obviously we're not negotiators and we're no. not police officials, but what are your options? Oh yeah, and like I mean, as I said, like they've been they've been there for fifty days. What are you gonna do? Like it's. Like, they're not coming out. <laughs> so, to me, the third option is let's pretend to walk away mm. 
and psych them out. Like, let's all give up and go home and then do that, like, footsteps walk away. Yeah. And see if they just come out and then we'll catch them. So, this was it, was, it was significant because it was all done in real time in the news. Everyone was watching it. Glued to t- this is like, I would say, along with the OJ hearing and the chase and all that stuff, this is like the, the very start of like, um, live action news. Like, this is like, it's gross how like and like they never showed they showed a uh, um, ATF agent dead on the back of a pickup truck like yeah. they were trying to get him out like you know it was it was significant so I'm guessing this completely overshadowed the blizzard of the century as well well yeah, well that was like because this is all middle America and then like that was like on the east side sort of thing so still, um, still yeah it's uh, it was significant so yeah that that is that is my summary of the Waco seed. I mean, I, I did gloss over a lot of it, but like, yeah, it is, it was a significant event in, in the nineties and in history and really gave rise. This is not the last cult we will talk about in this decade. Um, and it's not the last time we'll talk about Chip and Joanna Gaines either. I promise <laughs> you that. Very good. Uh, so I can't think of any other better segue than to go on to our sport than that. One of these days, we're going to get like a real nice friendly segue into sport and you'll be excited about it. <laughs> Not today though. Not today? No. Although Can... it should be because it's curling season. Oh yes. Welcome back. Oh. Before we get to curling, oh. I want to make mention... Don't give me the damn veggies. I want the ice cream. <laughs> I'm only going to give you a little bit of vegetable. I won't go into great detail. The 139th boat race took place. Okay. Oxford versus Cambridge. Okay. The boat race. <laughs> there you go. Um, Who won? Already closed the tab. Can't tell you. <laughs> Did a bunch of curls just go beat the shit out of them? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. They're brooms. Uh, so, on to the World Women's Curling Championship. Nice. Was held in Switzerland. Hey, it's a nice place. As was the men's. Yes. And the juniors. Ooh, junior. <laughs> what about the board? <laughs> <laughs> junior, 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 the board race. What about the board race? <laughs> uh, so. We got to do that. No. <laughs> we got to. Uh, the Women's Curling Championship was taken out by Canada. Canada, awesome. Yep. Uh, took, uh, who was it? Germany they beat. Germany does curling. The other competitors were other countries. No one cares about them. Who won the men's? I'm going to say Scotland. Sweden. Mm, Scotland were runners up to Canada. Oh, man. Canada's yeah. just Clean like, sweep for Canada. You, men's Canada. and women's. Bit disappointing for Scotland. Yeah. Because uh, I believe they cleaned up last year ah. quite a bit. Canada came back for revenge. Australia again had a team. Ooh. Mm hmm. But they bought rakes, though they're disqualified. (laughs) Um, And shorts. It's a bit of curling humour for you. On to the juniors. Well, they're not going to a well. They just made what was all the rakes. It's all right for Scotland. The juniors teams, men's and women's. (gasps) Scottish. 
Genius. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Ah, it's meant to be. <laughs> Just don't beat your wife, you stupid dickhead. <laughs> um, oh, that's right. Okay. So yeah, Scotland took out the men's and women's, defeating Canada in both men's and women's juniors. Nice. Although it doesn't actually say what a junior is, <laughs> other than someone that wants to take a boat. <laughs> doesn't want to take a boat. Um, yeah, the details are very sketchy. Yeah. Very sketchy. Because they're just little people. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. I, I mean, they've got grown-up names. <laughs> what? The Scotland team names are Craig Wilson, Neil Murdoch, Ricky Burnett, Craig Strawhorn, Stuart Byers. Oh, you're Coach right. Byer, I can't even think of them as Robin children. Robin Halliday. They're all 40-year-old men. And the women's is just as good. Kirsty Hay. Is there a Susan? Gillian Barr or Gillian. Probably Gillian. Yeah. Uh, Joanna Pegg, Louise Wilkie, and Fiona Brown. Yeah, they're all they're all middle aged women. Yep. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> anyone with that name was just born as a middle aged person. They didn't have a child. And it's the same across all of the teams. Can you imagine if you met a Susan and they were like nine? You're like, <laughs> you know, you should be in an office somewhere. Nah, it should be Susie. She has to be Susie. Yeah, true. There's only one. So they've listed out for some reason all of the teams' players. In the juniors. You don't have to go through them all. <laughs> yes, I do. No, I won't. Um, I only want to point out that there's one called Ricky. Hey, nice. Um, from Scotland, that was it. Everyone else is an adult name. I'm Ricky. So there's just Ricky. Uh, there's only Ricky. Um, so, that's our curling news. Yep. The AFL season began. I think next year we should have a theme for curling news. Probably. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Just have like a curling segment. Maybe we just drop sports. And just just do curling. curling, yes. Events, no. curling, films. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with that. Uh, although, I don't really want to broach too much AFL news. Round one yep. was March. Uh, that's when it began. Yeah. Richmond lost. Yeah. Is this when they start getting real shit? When they start. <laughs> <laughs> when do they stop being real uh, shit? <laughs> they'd been shit for about 10 years now, I believe. Yep. Uh, but they started out their season with a 94-point loss to the Adelaide Crows. Ah, I was yeah. probably at that game because that was when I was still... Um, I no. Still, still had a soul. This was a MCG, unfortunately. Okay. So your dad wasn't uh, this, shamed this is, by you <coughs> this week. This is the season where I lose my faith. Oh. We'll and it started that. out so well. We'll get to that. Top of the table after round one. We'll get to that. Okay. Broke my heart. <laughs> Still broken to this day, I imagine. Yeah. All right. Back to the ice. Um, there's not a lot of uh, grass sports going on that I could find. Yeah. Didn't look that hard. <laughs> Anaheim Ducks hey. came to be courtesy of Walt Disney. Yeah. Company. Not Walt Disney. Cause the most expensive uh, ad campaign for a movie ever. <laughs> it worked though. Yeah, true. And they're doing... I mean, except uh, for D two, oh, fuck off. <laughs> it's the second best one. Uh, yeah, so Anaheim Ducks came into life. Um, I don't think they had a great time the first year round, but they got better. Yeah, they've done alright. Uh, do you remember Mario Lemieux? Yes. Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yes. Yes. Yes, I remember you said there was stuff coming up about him. It gets better, is what I said. Okay. I hope. Uh, he undergoes his 22nd and final radiation treatment for his Hodgkin lymphoma. Okay. And then goes and joins the Penguins in Philadelphia. 
has a goal and an assist. Ah, so in a loss it. to the Flyers. Look at him. Good on him. How fucking crazy is that? That's a very short amount of time. Yeah. So you mentioned him in January. Yeah. Okay. He's had 22 treatments since then. Most people like if you have did, radiation treatment, like you're. Did out. they just give like, them? Did just, they just give him all the treatments in America? That's like, here, Mario, you can have twenty-two of them. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Probably it's Mario Lemieux. He's yeah. one of the greatest. Um, to get a goal and an assist, even within the same month of getting radiation therapy. Oh, that's ridiculous. He's, yeah, not not a human man. <laughs> oh, I guess he's not He's radioactive <laughs> oh, um, That is my sporting Nice Let's get on to the movies A uh, pretty small month for movies this, mm-hmm. uh, this, this month um, Let's go Mad Dog and Glory CB4 Fire in the Sky Point of No Return And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 What did you watch? I watched four films. Again. I did not. Lazy you actually won't watch more than me. Yeah. Uh, tell I me almost what... watched them all. So you tell me what you tell me I what did you... not watch Mad Dog and Glory. I did watch that. Oh, well, we got it covered. Uh, so what pros. Quick, quick little. Um, it's actually one of the better Bill Murray movies I've seen. Like he doesn't. He's very plays a very straight in it. He's not Bill Murray. Um, he's not real Bill Murray in it. It's, it basically is um, about. Uh, Robert Nero is a cop who's quite a bit of a wuss in this. This kind of reminds me of uh, um, Harrison Ford and Brigitte Emerson. Like you take like an actor that's well known for his sort of manly roles and they mm. sort of reduce them to like very, very sort of... Nose breathing. <laughs> yes. Um, but basically uh, um, he kind of saves... Uh, um, Bill Murray is a is a mob boss and uh, Robert De Niro's character uh, kind of saves his life. Um, not not very well. Like basically, he just he just interrupts the burglary and like the guy gets away, um, and then uh, Bill Murray, for want of a better term, gifts Robert De Niro Uma Thurman Ugh. for seven days. Ugh. Um, for whatever. Yeah. Ugh. Now, I'm not gonna get into this film because it's not a great film. It's 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 fine. I will give props to Uma Thurman because. She is on the receiving end of one of the most uncomfortable looking on screen sex scenes with Rob De Niro that mm. I've ever seen. There oh, is a she's point- involved in the sex Yeah, scene. so she's uh. they're having sex together and there's a point where it gets fairly rhythmic. Even to a point where I think she might have even been surprised about how much he's sort of gone for it. Yeah. And he's very sweaty and he's very old and he's on top yeah. of Uma Thurman. And it's just it's a it's a scene, man. Like it's not sexy. And Juliet Juliet Lewis is watching this going, Oh, thank God I did not go there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, pretty much. Um yeah, it's it's a very weird, problematic sort of movie. Like I am not sure but like um I can't even recommend watching it because it's not Maybe watch it for that scene because, like, obviously, like she, <laughs> she, like, it's not, and it's not, not for the sex of it. Just like, I hope she's alright. Like my I thing, my thing, was, was. my thing after that was, wouldn't have been like, oh, they showed a moment. I'm like, oh, I think I hope she's alright. I doubt that she was. Yeah, but I think she is now. Yes, that's good. That's yeah. the main thing. So, what else do you watch? So I did see before on your recommendation. Did you like it? 
life, I wanted to be a rapper. But nothing seemed to work. Then I got a new idea. Let's turn ourselves into gangster rappers. Are you aware that your band might be arrested for indecency tonight? Cell Block Four is not afraid to go to jail. Cell Block Four is from jail. It would only be like sending them home. And under no circumstances are you to perform sweated my God, I just love that I don't give a damn hip-hop attitude. It's so real. You brothers have created something so nasty. You had the concert, you died. Now, CB4 is one of the hottest hip-hop groups to come on the scene in a very, very long time. Straight out of pretty fucking funny man i don't know i got like pretty at first i didn't want to believe that this is just like a comedy um when i watched this i <clears throat> i think it was just um i was really in the mood for it it was like i think it was an afternoon weekend afternoon it was just it just hit right like it's it's if you never heard it before it's basically about a fictional hip-hop group called cb4 uh, but that, not like they're fictional, but they're clearly. Oh, they're based. based they're based on like uh, take your pick, Wu Tang Clan, or yep. like, um, that's the thing. Uh, um, Chris Rock plays someone who is basically Easy E, um, yep. uh, and they've, he's got um, and these uh, with two other guys, and uh, it's basically a uh, Chris Elliott is uh, um, Groundhog Day's Chris Elliott. Yes. Uh, is following him around as a documentary and like you find out that these three guys are not gangsters like they're not they're not, is it, they're is not... It four years earlier that they yeah yeah it's yeah. basically they're, they're basically from the suburbs and they they just realize that like you know if you play if you write really offensive like rap music you get on um you get on tv and stuff uh awesome cameo of uh phil hartman as a senator yeah <laughs> whose kid gets in in love with cb4 um and uh, butthole surfers, butthole surfers. There's a, they they interview a bunch of oh man like the ice cube yeah or ice tea, uh both yeah both yeah both ice ice cube's fucking funny because then they made a comment at the start about him not calling himself MC Gusto calling himself Ice something he's like yeah. Ice is in right now call yourself Ice, <laughs> um, uh, Charlie Murphy like uh, Eddie Murphy's brother plays a pretty major um, role in this um, yeah. and like. Very, How creepy is it sometimes when he's smiling, it's Eddie Murphy. It's basically, yeah, Eddie Murphy. They're the same person. My all-time favorite bit in this whole movie is, and it's very, very short. So one of the guys in the group, um, it's right at the start, they go, um, He his job is that he's uh, he's on a sex line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yep. they, and they walk through this um, this like basement where a bunch of people are on um, these 1-800 sex line numbers. And as they're walking through, like there's different sections of different kinks. Yep. And he just happens to be the gay one. And he's just on the phone. He's like, and I'm looking at your balls. I love your balls. I lick your balls. Uh, he just answers the phone. The first thing he says, yeah, I'm sucking your balls. <laughs> there's no there's no intro to it. He just, he's like, I'm like, he just does He hates the job so much. He's like, yeah, I'm sucking your balls. I'm sucking your balls. <laughs> and I fucking laughed a lot. And, and I rewound just, it. I, I don't I don't know. You got big balls. <laughs> you should just keep going back up. and forth. Um, yeah, like I, it's probably um, at the time I think it was a lot funnier than like, uh, like I don't know. Is I, I think what I, and I saw you the day after, and I think I was still in like the you know when you just see something and you've never seen before, and you're like, this is amazing. You were pretty giddy about it. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I uh, think it was just like I don't know. I, I had like, the bar pretty low. 
Not yeah. no disrespect to the films that you generally like. Yeah. Um, but I just have. I'd seen the cover a bit. I'd seen clips of it here and there. And I think because I'm not a huge rap fan, and again, like same with Poetic Justice and like other yeah. films coming up this year, where it's not made for me to enjoy. I'm not gonna get the full enjoyment out of it because I don't quite. It's a lot funnier it. if you're into hip hop and rap and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah, like it's it's got like the <laughs> what's the name of the song? Their their number one song. It's like uh, just so fucking my ball sweat or something. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. it's so offensive. Um, but yeah, I I, I recommend. Watching it wasn't it. bad by any means. Like it was. I'm yeah. still glad that I watched it. Uh a lot more entertaining than Fire in the Sky, I can tell you that. <laughs> I don't know. There's a big goopy alien in Fire in the Sky. How does it think? What makes it move? Why does it breathe? Questions anyone would ask about a man if they'd never seen one before. Based on a true story. This was not as much fun as it could have been. This was a two-hour movie with ten minutes at the end that you're basically everyone's waiting for. This is a two-hour X-File episode without Mulder and Scully. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Doggett instead. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you've got... Uh, so, yeah, if you don't know about this, it's about a um, true uh, UFO... Um, sighting and abduction in 1975. Um, six guys who are on a logging camp. Um, they see fire. What's that fire? <laughs> um, and one of them gets out the car and uh, <laughs> apparently dies. And everyone's like, "Fuck, we're getting out of here." <laughs> and they leave. I mean, what are you gonna do? True. And then he comes back. They come back and he's he's gone. And uh, so the townsfolk think that. Uh, they murdered him and um, they're just lying about it because they, they come mm-hmm. and then uh, they... Uh, if you have no idea about the film, like it is quite interesting like, other, to watch it all it, unfold. It was, And then like they're taking lie detector tests and all that stuff and then like um, he gets a phone call like one night and uh, it's the guy, he's come back um, and then it sort of goes on from there. Uh, a lot of people have traumatic memories of this movie like apparently mm. like uh like and i will say that when when we get into the meat of it when we get to like the actual abduction bit it looks amazing and it looks heaps like it must have been made from um actual witness accounts because like that you can see a lot of correlations to exiles episodes yeah. in the future from that so it's pretty gross it was good yeah um but i think it was just a, a it was a long walk to get there <laughs> yeah um but i don't think there was enough in the ending or to pad the movie out elsewhere yeah other than to have like that slow build up um point of no return i tried watching this terrible and it was really hard to watch uh based on a french movie um which i can't i think it's um that's probably quite good yeah 
Um, I remember this being on. It's, it was called The Assassin um, when I was growing up. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what that was. Yeah, so um, when it came on, I, I remember watching this a few times. It was like it's one of those movies that just sort of was played a lot on commercial TV. Like it's like uh, tonight's The Assassin with Bridget Fonda. It's like all right. Cool. I always thought that movie was going to be so much more interesting. Yeah, this is not very good. No, um, I I tried so, I, I tried watching this twice and I fell asleep both times. I just I just couldn't do it. I think it's I not, managed to stay awake through the whole thing, but I didn't enjoy much of it. Yes. Uh, Teenage Mutant and Ninja Turtles three. Sixteenth century Japan. Brave men ride into battle, fighting an evil emperor. With their only hope, a golden scepter that can open the gates of time itself. Now, in their darkest hour, come four brave fighters from another time, another place, another species. You were expecting maybe uh, the Adams family? They're back, and they're back in time. Once before, demons defeated my ancestors. Now they've come back for me. Talk about your quantum leap! My cannons can destroy these monsters, my lord. Uh-oh, this doesn't burn well. I love this stuff! How are we gonna get home? Somebody dial 911. I was uh, told I should not have watched this without someone. They were quite upset <laughs> that they had loved watching it growing up. Is this the one they go to Japan? Yes. And okay. I said, why? This is awful. I Casey's wig, Casey's accent, <laughs> this terrible culture thing. It's the only highlight was uh Michelangelo runs into a burning Michelangelo runs into a burning burning house. Yeah. Comes out with a kid. And I think it was Donatello says, Kurt Russ will eat your heart out. Oh nice. Yeah. Backdraft. Oh, Backdraft. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how much it's just underlines how out of touch this movie was that they make a reference to my two years ago to a, like a nineteen ninety one movie. But then so much of it is it's so aimed at children. Mm. So there's this magic staff thing, <laughs> basically a streetlight. What's getting me through this is like you watching it without Laura. Oh, she came in halfway through. She's like, I can't believe you're watching this without me. And you're just like, I, just, I was mentioning like you just watching it with this like this disgusted looking face. I was like, oh. but you basically, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not enjoy. And the dogs looking at you like, what the fuck are you watching? Oh, they left. <laughs> like, and this was like when the actual mutant ninja, teenage mutant ninja turtle thing was like waning, like the entire culture of it. Like, I don't know t- if it was waning or if this film killed it. Oh no, because like even by the second one, like I mean that was. It's actually quite, a, if you look at it like as, as the ups and downs of pop culture of the 90s, like, I mean, the second one's had its problems as we discussed. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, this is the third one in as many years, really. Mm-hmm. They also changed the the turtles. Like, they tried to update their costumes a little bit. And it just. Is this the one with the female Didn't seem one? necessary. No. This one, that must be the fourth one. Um, so there's a, magic, there's a magic thing. What? Uh, the April does look a little bit like Gina Davis. Ah. Yeah, it's interesting. But it's not. No, it is not. <laughs> so they've got this little street light. Um, Dina Javis. <laughs> so they've got this street light 
and it turns out it's a magic street light. And this man in Japan has one also in the 1600s. Okay. And they both light up at the same time. And Lake House. Swap. I haven't seen it. Pretty much like... Oh, man. Did the Lake House still have Ninja Turtles 3? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Keanu Reeves was like... Whoa. Whoa, I watched this movie. We can make it better. Um, there's a... There's a sink. Keanu Reeves or Donald Trump. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I've got to work myself up for a Keanu Reeves impression. Um, I have mentioned this on um, various other platforms, but I have to mention again, like... The Lake House, and you lake, love it? The Lake House, there's a scene in it. So, you know the, the general gist of the Lake House. Apparently, yeah. Because they're sending letters back through this magic letterbox sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> there's a bit where <laughs> she says, oh, and she basically knows he's going to sneeze. And he's reading a letter, and she says, like, oh, by the way, Gesundheit. And then Keanu Reeves has to sneeze, but it has to be a very surprising sneeze. And I'm sure in the script it says, <laughs> and then your character sneezes. And I don't know what take this was that they just went, ah, fuck it. <laughs> but man, the sneeze that he does in the lake house is fucking. <laughs> does he yell out, surprise sneeze? <laughs> Disappointed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so if you've never watched that, I Nod, mean, if, suggestively, if you, if you see the if you see the um, uh, if you see the lake house on TV or any point, just fucking give it a go and just just for the sneeze, it's it's in the first half hour. Just hang out for Keanu Reeves sneeze. It's amazing. Okay. Back, anyway, lamplight back magic. to sixteen hundreds Japan. Yeah. So this guy in sixteen hundred Japan swaps with uh, B grade Gina Davis. <laughs> uh, everyone's shocked. Uh, Splinter's not He's like Oh it's a magic street lamp Yeah Pretty much exactly He doesn't say street lamp I don't know what he calls it Staff, scepter, something Is it the same puppet Or they are they upgraded the puppet? No he's definitely different Because <laughs> um, that one was like By the second one like They chucked him in the back of a fucking I don't room. get how like He's so old and frail in the first one He almost dies Yeah But now he's good for two more films Come on Kill him off this is Kawabunga. Kill him off. Anyway, the most frustrating part is one of the stupid turtles says to Splinter, so April's gone back in time. Does this mean that we have to go back in time with the street lamp thing to save her and bring her back to this day in time? That is called exposition. <laughs> is this made for five-year-olds? <laughs> Maybe. Do you just want like the script up on the screen as well telling them exactly what's happening and is about to happen? And then they go and make a Kurt Russell reference. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, dude. But then, then you're making Kurt Russell references. Who's this for? I don't know. Drinking the fourth, I did a falling down reference. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> um, anyway, the film's garbage. Don't watch it. I can't wait to end of the episode to work out which one's going to be your, your oh, top. Christ. Yeah. There's no, I'm going to leave before then. But, but before that... What? One shining light of this film. Yeah. So... The four turtles obviously have to swap places with four people in the past. I don't know if you've picked up on how it works, but they have to swap bodies. That's did I did I explain that? Did you I did not explain that, but okay. now it's you know. Oh, there you go. I watched the movie because it would have been no. pointed out to me. It is on Netflix. Uh actually, another thing I should say: it looks really good. Okay. For a '93 film, you know when they're like Blu-ray or high definition, it's like eh, you've just high def grain. Yeah. It looks really nice. 
there's a couple of movies that I've watched this year that I thought were going to look garbage, and uh, there's one coming up soon that I'll, I was quite impressed with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the best part, so one of the four guys that comes back, oh, there's also two Casey's. <laughs> uh, Is it the same dude? Yeah. No, they, it's like from the first one. Yeah. Oh, Elias? Yeah, Elias Curtis. Um, yeah. So they couldn't send him back in time because someone had to stay with Splinter and the guys that swapped with the turtles. <laughs> but then if they keep him in modern day, he doesn't get enough screen time. So let's give him an evil twin that's in 1600 Japan and has an Irish accent with a shaved head and a beard. So I then suppose... let's put a wig on him in modern day where he looks like, so like last Matt summer Dillon I... in singles. <laughs> that's terrible. Um, but that's not the highlight. <laughs> the highlight we come back to Ice Month, as I mentioned earlier. Oh yeah. One of the guys from the 1600s, Casey puts him in one of his hockey jerseys, and it's the Seattle Thunderbirds. Hey. Yeah. They're like none of the NHL teams will ever give you like clearance. To go to the Seattle. Thunderbirds. It's it's clearly like <laughs> they've put green over where it says Seattle or T Birds. <laughs> But it's obviously their logo, oh which my God. Uh, I thought was pretty cool. Oh, cool. The end. Let's go to TV. Uh, so, we had a few uh, decent... Well, we had one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Beavis and Butter debuted. On MTV. I'm sad I didn't go and check in on any of that, but I'm not sure if I'd like it now. It's still pretty funny. Okay. Um, I was... Well, no. Okay. I'll preface with this. I really like them talking over video clips. It's fucking hilarious. Just like commentating on what's yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, the actual uh, TV show, I'm like, yeah, you know, I can take yeah. it or leave it. Uh, the Extraordinary. Not answer. Out of reach. Past all we can see, hear, and touch. Beyond all we understand. Lies. The extraordinary. I'll give you a ride. Mm. Debuted in Australia, so does not live up to its title, does it? No. Um, this is a. This was our version of like uh, unsolved mysteries, uh, that sort of thing. Um, for any um, four or five year olds that are listening, <laughs> if you put a space in the right spot. It becomes extraordinary. Extraordinary. Which is what this show was. Um, Pretty dull. You can watch the first... I think you've watched most of the first season on YouTube. Like yeah. This, yeah the, the first episode is quite good. I did enjoy it. The Killer Creek. The Killer Creek and... <laughs> There's a basic... I'll give you a ride. <laughs> it's like the squeaky voice. It's so bad. He's beautiful. <laughs> He played for the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> oh man, it's it's a very odd. Uh, like I remember tuning. We have to this... put that clip up now, otherwise yeah. I sound like a maniac. Um, Please I check tuned... out Instagram so I don't sound like a maniac. I tuned in all the time. Um, I watched this quite a lot. Uh, I know that your partner watched it quite a lot. Too. Obsessed with it. before it even came up on the podcast, she would talk about it, and we had we watched this years ago. Yeah, because she thought it was amazing, and it's not. Um, I think she still stands by that it's quite good. Uh, look, it's <laughs> fine. Like I, I, I think it's um, it's a bit dry. And the host, I, I, I had a feeling that it was like uh, there was a different host. But yeah, there was, it was definitely was, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh yeah. This <laughs> How good though was the? Uh, did you get to the orca one? No. 
the killer whales no so they there's might have been episode two they moved some whales from one facility to another one and then when they got moved to this other facility they killed a trainer oh they injured a couple trainers and then they're like premeditated murder (laughs) these whales know what they're doing they're called killer which is probably true. Like yeah. the guy says, the whale makes this jump like fifty times a day. It knows exactly what to do. Does it every single time. This one time, it landed on someone. That's all he free meant willy. to do it. That's all free willy. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Jerks. <laughs> the trainers or the whales? Whales. Uh, both. <laughs> I, th- I think I don't. You know, don't wish death on many people. But you're gonna treat whales like that. Yeah. It's probably fair enough that they attack you. Blackfish. Yeah. 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 Um, you doing that voice reminded me of that. <laughs> me and Mal were talking about arson. And I don't know why. Oh, the and then, so I said, I, I said, oh man, there's a forensic files where, <laughs> where where a guy sets fires to something, and I was like, look, oh, at, no, 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 no. look at the flames, he's <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah, and I was like, and I was and I was thinking like, but I don't know what it is. And I literally was like, but I know someone who might. <laughs> and I, I, I messaged your partner and I said, hey, there's one with like a really high voiced guy filming a house burning. And she yep. fucking knew exactly what it we, was. I don't know where we were, but we were out at the time. She's like, Paul's asked what that episode was. And I couldn't think of the name straight away because my brother and I loved it. Yeah. Like it's come up. We already <laughs> mentioned we loved it growing up for some reason. I was like, well, no, it's Unsolved Mysteries. I know it's Forensic Files. Can't be that hard to find. Yeah. You Google, you find. She did. So You're yeah, welcome. we found we found the unsolved mysteries were and then like they found the guy. They actually caught the dude. Yeah. Like they were like, there's some guy was watching the unsolved mysteries, like, hey, that's our house. Yeah. Imagine the, imagine doing that. It's like, oh, someone in our someone in our neighborhood probably Gross. jerks off to watching. <laughs> jerks off to flames. He's <laughs> Anyway, I'll give you a run. <laughs> Jesus, um, I can't wait so, to get that clip. Uh, Seinfeld, um, we're the junior mint. We, we only had a, a one episode each of Seinfeld and Simpsons. So we're the junior mint in Seinfeld, um, where they're for some reason watching a surgery and they drop a chocolate inside Elaine's boyfriend. Uh, so ridiculous! It's a weird. How, how do you like slap one up into the air and it's uh, it's a bit far fetched? Jerry's face is pretty fucking funny. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Um, and last exit to Springfield. Demo plan. <laughs> is this is this overplayed though, or do you still love nah, it? Nah, I still like it, and I like the um, I love the song that Lisa does. So we're much yeah. night. Play classical gas. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's also got one of the best Homer moments where he's uh, on the carpet, just going around in circles. Whoop, 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 whoop. Oh yeah. It's like this. This is chock full of like all time references. Yeah, it is another like scene to scene. It's good, yeah. but uh, maybe there's too much Lisa for me. I don't know. My sister and I love the bit where um, he's going. Burns basically wants to. Uh, basically, what happens is like the dental plan. Burns gets rid of his dental plan, and then um, the, the workers strike. So he basically goes, "I'm going to like uh, bomb the town." He's basically going to like make it cause a meltdown on the town. Yeah. Um, but there's one bit where he there's like a a secure door and he has to put his whole entire face yeah. into the wall and like my sister and I love that like notion. Just... It reminded me of those um, 
Remember those like nail at the hand print things? You yeah. like put your hand in it and all those nails move. It's oh man, yeah. I always wanted one of those as a kid. But then when he actually finally gets to the, the final button, it's like a screen door that there's like a dog. Yeah. Just <laughs> a shoe out. Oh man. It's just uh, it's classic, 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 classic Simpsons. So Yes. Yeah. Um but with that we get on to the law and order a minute. We got a full minute today? Oh man, do we have a full minute? Yeah, that's what I just asked. Do we have a full yes, minute? Yes, we have a full minute. Oh, okay. Do you see how much text is in front of me? No, I cannot. Okay. I see an almost empty water bottle. You can you count me in. I'm ready. Put me on the <laughs> take me off the bench. Take me off the bench, Captain. I didn't know what you were saying then. <laughs> count me in. I thought you were going, Kenny. 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 All right. Am I counting you in? You're counting me in. Just yep. go. We have maybe our first spree killer on Law and Order when two nurses are murdered in their dorm room. We have guest stars Dan Hedaya, which is that guy that we keep keeps popping up and we keep forgetting what he is. Stepdad? He's in um, uh, Rookie of the Year. <laughs> the old Italian looking dude. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, we got Paul McCrane, who was in Cop Rock mm. um, and soon to be in ER. And we've got Michael Badalucco getting ready for his role as Son of Sam in a few years by playing a man who's diminished capacity who claims he is the killer. Turns out a cop coerced his confession out of him, so the hunt for the real killer is on. Ooh. Not telling you how it ends. Next oh, okay. is conduct unbecoming, with, um, and we have a na- female Navy officer dead after a big party of just about the grossest amount of guys we've seen on this series by far. Turns out she was killed uh, by the captain who does not like to be talked down to by a lady. Um, also starring Juliana Margulies from upcoming <gasps> ENR. Ooh. E- e- ENR. Uh, last, we have Animal Instinct, and we have a female professor who has experimented on rats dead in her lab and covered in rats. <laughs> I was going to be that animal rights activists. I um gave you an extra two seconds there just because I got distracted because I used to love Julianne Margulies. He <laughs> did sort of glaze over her and said her name. A bit. It's like, oh, I remember her. I uh, didn't make it. And I never would mention it because I just feel like a shame for liking someone with eyebrows. She um she bore a striking resemblance to my sister-in-law. So like I was like, yeah. I liked her flight, but from a distance. Okay, see. yeah. From a distance. Um, yeah, good minute. So we finally get to an interesting episode and we don't hear about it, huh? Do we hear, do we tell you about it? No, minute's over. Fuck you. Music. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we've got some non... Uh, I will always love you. <laughs> it's over. It's over. It's done. Done. Um, we got some pretty good, some, some pretty good music. Um, so with the, uh, billboard, we have, uh, Informer. Obviously. Alicky, Boom Boom, Dem. Dem. Dem uh, We also had, and this would just be amazing and annoying to have in the charts. Um, no. Now, this will probably be coinciding still because I, I, I was actually said in my notes, oh, probably be, probably to be to coincide with the video coming out. I'm like, it came out in November of the year before. This is March. That video is not coming no. out until at least October, November yeah. this year. I'm just like, I'm in like 2004 times. <laughs> Jesus. 
Uh, so we had that in Informer in Australia. That was uh, a whole new world from the Aladdin soundtrack by Peebo Bryson and Regina Bell. Uh, <laughs> do you like my little radio announcer voice? There? Yeah. <laughs> um, in the ARIA charts, we Back had... Backhand announcing there, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, we had uh, Sonia Data, that you don't treat me no good no more. We lover, in... lover? Yeah, lover, lover. Yeah. Um, we also had... So good. I know it's not their song, but could this be one of the greatest covers of all time? Yeah. Yes. Or maybe not one of the greatest, but one of the most. Uh, I will make it. I'll. I'll make the defining. Irrit- the case irritating. Irritating. <laughs> I thought you said irritating. <laughs> Um, I'll make the case that it is one of the best covers made to fit the band. That it's like it's not just like a like a just a straight cover. They put it in their in their style, and they really sort of like that was definitely Ugly Kid Joe's Cats in the Cradle. It ain't your it ain't your grandfather's Cats in the Cradle. Is it their style? Because the rest of their album was garbage. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also um, used to get confused. I'm like. He looks like Eddie Vedder, but he sounds like Axl Rose. <laughs> don't like, don't know if I want. Am I that's turned not, on or disgusted? That's not, that's not peanut butter and chocolate at all. <laughs> peanut butter and shit. My penis says yes, but my <laughs> yes say no. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so let's go through some of the uh, releases for this month. We had the cranberries. Everyone else is doing it, so what can't we? John and Mary, the Wee Killer's daughter, Green Jelly, serial killer soundtrack. Mm-mm. Frank Black, self-titled. Lenny Kravitz, are you gonna get my way? Is it amazing that that's nineteen ninety three? Oh man, I feel like that was a hit in nineteen ninety eight. Uh, well, some of these I'm thinking were hits in nineteen eighty five too. So, mm. Sting, Ten Summoners Tales. Ghetto Boys, Till Death Do Us Part, Depeche Mode, Songs of Faith and Devotion, Butthole Surfers, International Worm Saloon, The Kinks, Phobia, and Suede, self-titled. What in the name of fuck did you watch? Did you listen to? Uh, I wasn't going to listen to anything. Why? Um, There's heaps of good stuff in here. We'll get to that. Uh, until I discovered that the Cranberries had another good song I didn't know was them. Dreams. I had no idea Dreams was them. Oh my god. It's so good. Yeah. Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> I just thought it was... How did you not know? Who did you think it was? I don't know. The Breakfast Club? That's not a band. It's just... It sounds like one should of those be. generic... It should be. Probably is. It sounds like a generic late 80s song. It could have been anyone. It could have been Roxette. Shh. Okay. We're having an automatic for the people moment. I'm experiencing the cranberries. <laughs> Okay, it's not that good. It's good. Are you allowed to play this much of it? Bang. Fucking. Uh. That could be the Sundays. Oh, fuck off. No one. No. They're one hit from last year. It's, it's up there. Shh. Okay. I love when you can hear someone's accent come through. Oh man, because you. <laughs> so this is pre-zombie too. So this is like zombies. I only ever one. knew linger and zombie. 
And I thought Linger was on the zombie album, but yeah. I thought Linger was better than than it is too. Now I've heard dreams and know that they they do <laughs> dreams. Linger is not as good. Let's we brought this up around detachable penis time. Uh. This is Green Jelly, Three Little Pigs. It's probably in that realm of um, this is my in my realm of nostalgia, of like oh I remember watching that and like the um the film clip stop motion and it's like pretty funny and stuff like that and um but yeah it's not actually not that great. <laughs> no, maybe I might remember the video for it, but it, I'll chuck it up on the. It never really Instagram. did anything for me. I'm yeah. not, and the fact they covered Sex Pistols, I'm even more off you now. Yeah. Um, we had... This is pretty, it's pretty good. So um, the Pixies, had they broken up? Or I, they were in hiatus? I don't know if it was an official breakup. Because this song... So that's Los Angeles by Frank Black, and also they do an awesome version of "Hang On to Your Ego" on that album. Everything on this album is awesome. You're a big fan. I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I also remember like a, another guy that I know knew that um, he was a big fan of Frank Black, um, and I was I, think, I can't remember what I was doing, but I was we were hanging out once, and he put put a Frank Black. And I, I that, at that stage I hadn't even really heard much of Pixies. Um. But yeah, I, I I quite liked it. So this isn't far off Pixies. Um, I I know I quite often gripe when a frontman leaves his band, goes and does a solo album, and it's exactly the same. Yeah, this is okay because the Pixies were. I'm pretty sure they're over by now. It's two years since the last album, they're done. And if your songs sound like the Pixies, it's fine. Like, but they're far enough removed for it's not the Pixies. And like, there's there's time, like uh, um. I've been listening to a bit of Smashing Pumpkins this season and um, the more I hear about Billy Corgan being a jerk, the more I'm sort of more endeared to him. Mm. Frank Black, I'm still not endeared to because I think he never he never was not a jerk. Yeah. You know, he was just a bit of a dick. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's a weird guy. Yeah. I know one of the documentaries that came out about them after Reformation, he was a bit upset with how he was betrayed. Well, because I think it caught him in a very was, true light. Because it was accurate. <laughs> yeah, Why are you saying that stuff that's true? Yeah. Um, I heard, yeah, like the... um, uh, From... They had all had different... They had a different uh, dressing room each, like on their 2004 tours and stuff like that. It was like... They all had their own dressing room. They weren't, yeah, they, they weren't heaps yeah. re- reunited. But then I heard like one tour at REM were like on literally three different tour buses. Yeah. So... Yeah. I think he's just not a. I don't think he's a bad person. I yeah. think he's like a bad human being. I think he's just not great to work with. <laughs> Do you know what that was? <laughs> I think we've already heard it this year. <laughs> Are you gonna go my way? By Lenny Kravitz. This, okay. I remember um, learning this song on guitar in 1998 and it was still like a big deal. Like that song was, hey? Is it hard to play? Doesn't sound Not like that it. little bit. Yeah, like, I was... I was not very good and I could do that a little bit. I, I mean, it didn't sound like that, obviously. 
I think there's an. So I've had this playlist on um, most this week, and um, this is the credit I give this song. It is the first song I've heard in doing this podcast, which is like a charting song, especially in, in Australia, it charted quite well. It was on all the time that I'm not sick of yet. Like I like this song. Like if I, um, mm. if I hear it, like I'm not. I don't get that ugh, like sort of uh, this this song again. Um, cause there's enough in it. Um, I do. Okay. I, I, I overdid it in high school though. Um, there's enough in it for me to like, really, like, I really, I mean, I remember that I remember the clip being really, really, uh, quite cool. Um, I love the drummer's Afro. Um, there's, um, there's also, uh, and not to be like too techie sort of thing, but like, he changes enough between verses and choruses. Like there's that big that break that that like that's pretty cool. And then um they do like a little time flip in one of the um uh bridges and stuff and also props for the no fade out. Yeah. There's like a little bit of a at the end, it's like Lenny Kravitz is out. If you don't know what that is, that's Lenny Kravitz's dick. Yeah. Coming out of his leather pants. Oh my god. Yes. Kind of. Um, the rest of the um, album's pretty middle of the road, but <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Are you going on my way? Definitely banger. Um, uh, speaking of middle of the road, I wasn't going to listen to this album or any of these songs. Is this Shape of My Heart? This is Fields of, Fields gold. of gold. It's so soothing. It's like Mr. Sade. But did you did you think it was like way? Did you think it was eighties? Um, no, I never really thought about it. So if you've had a if you had a massage, anything from like circa nineteen ninety four to like now, you probably would have heard that. <laughs> um, I'm gonna request that yeah, next time I get a massage. He's He's tantric. He is. Um, that song's pretty fucking good. It is very, very nice. I had a unplugged compilation CD and this was on there. Yeah. So I wasn't yet into the police when I found this song. Yeah. And then got heavy into the police. Never got into Sting by himself. Yeah. But this song and Shape of My Heart no. is also quite good. Shape of My Heart is his is his most popular song on Spotify and I have legit never heard that song before. Are you sure? I'm sure. And like I then looked up and it's like oh the most that like the the song played at like um weddings and stuff the most I'm like well I must be unable to hear at that point because <laughs> no 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 that guitar part no no and I even skipped huh. like I skipped the chorus a few times and I'm like I don't understand I don't remember it it's quite good. Now, quite good. Do you like Depeche Mode? Who? I don't know. Because um, there's a song on there, like I feel you, and I, I enjoy the one Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, is that the um, personal Jesus? Personal Jesus. So this is and like the start of the song is gross. What the fuck is that? Anyway, isn't that radio friendly unit shifter? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 
It's kind of personal Jesus smashed into Nick um, Cave. No, that song. Um, how long is now? Oh, how soon is now? Oh, how soon is now? So, how soon is now? And and and, and yeah. personal Jesus is this song by? I like, I really like. I feel you, but it's yeah, it's definitely that. Um, yeah. Uh, I really like the Ghetto Boys, but I couldn't play it very often because it's like really, really, really like explicit. <laughs> yes. Um, the song I kind of liked the most, and I wonder if you liked it too, was is this suede. This is suede animal nitrate. Yeah, I've. Very much like that's that oh like I know that song, and it's one of those songs where um I get this thing sometimes I don't know whether you get it as well, where you'll get like just that part of the song in your head, you don't know what the band is, you don't know what the song is, and like you don't have enough to Google it. Yeah. So uh, I reckon about five years ago I had that oh, and I'm like. <laughs> fucking what who is that and I'm like and I thought it was Blur yep. and I thought it was um, The Verve and I thought it was all these fucking other things Supergrass 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 I was like I was listening to like a bunch of Supergrass and I was like nah it's it's Suede and I'm like but I must I mean I was never a Suede fan so maybe I just heard it in the movie or like a TV show or like a compilation but yeah so I think it was maybe it's not like a greatest song but I was like oh fucking finally I get that a lot with songs that so remember the Bob Mould, the sugar thing? Yeah, with yeah, The Foo yeah. Fighter thing? So yeah. quite often I hear a song and I was like, this sounds like another song. Yeah. And it happened today with Foo Fighters again. Oh, yeah. One of the Frank Black songs. <laughs> There's like one little guitar part. I'm like... I'm sure like... Dave has you'll, lifted You'll get found that. out that Dave has basically not written anything in his life. <laughs> he lifted that right out and put it into... I'm pretty sure the song that Bob Mould sings on. <laughs> nice. Six Degrees. <laughs> it's fine. Like, uh, it was... It was we did say at the start it was a bit of a meh month and it, it, it probably was I, for the first time I think that the events took precedence over most other things this month yeah so, yeah it, um, I mean it wasn't a great sporting month either but very very cold we still have to pick our top movie and mm. album um, I think movie for me is gonna be CB4 well that's an easy choice for you because you really enjoyed that film yeah Mine is Fire in the Sky. Okay. So I watched it last year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, quite enjoyed it. We were, it was in an X-Files phase, I think, when we watched it. I mean, if you're watching the doing that, it's just, it's just too long. It's just It just needs to... All of these films were too long. Cut the fat. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 should have been 22 minutes. <laughs> um, and what about uh, Alan? Frank Black. Okay. Don't even ask me. It's Frank Black. Um... I'm gonna have to go. Um, I mean, obviously, I listened to Frank Black a lot. I was very heavy on this album. I like all the songs on there. Every other album that I'd go through, there's two songs at most. Yeah. They're gonna be decent. Cranberries have two very good songs. Sting has two very good songs, but that's it. Mm, I disagree. I, I'm gonna go with Cranberries. You're wrong. But, uh, <laughs> um, I think but, but more for like um, my sister liked them a lot and I think it's just a mis- nostalgic sort of choice did um, you listen to the whole album? yeah that's alright? yeah um, you sure? 
I just, I, it's more like this is this this month more than anything. I like individual songs way more than albums. But if I was going to pick an actual album, it would be the Cranberries. Uh, um, thanks for listening. Uh, we will see you soon. But if you want to get in touch with us, uh, it's you should. Living in, the po- living in the Past Pod at gmail.com. Um, or you can check out our playlists on Spotify and uh, what we've been watching on Letterboxd. In the, uh, in the description, there's some links that you can click on. Um, Give us a faster rating wherever you get your podcast from. Or just tell people about it. Like we've noticed uh, a lot of international listeners in the last uh, couple of months, a uh, couple of weeks. Um, you know, uh, look, we don't do a lot of promo. Do we it's, do promo? No, nah, I mean we do like a like we don't pay for any. Um, obviously, we don't do any ads or anything like that. Um, but yeah, so we're we're really stoked that like there's people out there that are consistently sort of listening to us so thank you very much uh until next week we got um we got a little bonus yeah we got some bonus yeah we, we got a track track by track coming out yeah. yeah so again if you want the most we call them the most self-indulgent episodes of the seasons but like if you want to hear two are they self-indulgent or are well, they indulgent for a oh man if you're a pearl jam fan so we're going to be going through track by track of um pearl jam versus um and we will do a injury one at some point this day um uh this one so but like this one pretty formative for me. Um, looking forward to it. A lot of it. grass mowing for me. Yeah. 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 Mowed a lot of lawn. <laughs> Listen to rats. Not a, not a <laughs> euphemism. Anyway, let's not get into it now. Okay. But uh, yeah, we'll um, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Good night. Thank you once again for listening to Living in the Past. Got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here. Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy, she does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at mildscribbling. Send us an email at livingthepastpod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or tell your neighbor, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back and relax. Thanks.